Good morning, good morning, everybody. And uh, I have to say that uh, we are coming in a morning after an amazing mini conference that we had at our MLM yesterday evening. Um, we were, um, I think all of us were very surprised at the quality of it and how um, amazing all of the presenters were. So my heartfelt thanks to all of them. And as uh, one of our ladies, Monique, said this morning, uh, she went to bed dreaming of it. And that is the effect that it had on all of us. So thank you to them. So we are continuing with the book, Put Your Dreams to the Test. And we're looking at a chapter which um, is probably near and dear to everybody's heart, are you willing to pay the price? Um, and last week we looked at this topic, we introduced the topic and, um, you know, basically we're asking ourselves, what were we willing to do? How can you have a dream and then realize that in fact the journey is not going to be easy and paying starts from the beginning you never stop paying and that the higher you go, the more you pay. So it sort of sounds like, wow, this is going to be hard. And remembering that you also have to be careful about what you're sacrificing. So you're going for your dream, but not at all costs. And some costs are very important to maintain. It sounds daunting, doesn't it? Uh, but this is your dream you're reaching for. The rewards for you and everyone around you will more, more than compensate for the sacrifices that you have to make. So today we're going to talk, start to talk about what costs you might have to pay. Every dream is different, but Maxwell believes that there are three costs we all have to pay to be able to reach our dreams. And this morning, we are just gonna start to talk about one of those. And this is pay the price of the dream with criticism from the people that matter. And, you know, my, my question to all of you and to myself as well is, what do you like in the face of criticism? Do you get all defensive? Do you, um, you know, does it make you feel uncomfortable? I mean, I don't like it. I don't know about anybody else. And I can be hurt by it, but I can also, I am also resilient enough to put it aside and move on. And that's the important thing with criticism. The most important thing is for you to believe in your dream your belief at whatever you, your stage you are at in your life is what will sustain you. I have met and overcome many criticisms in my life to be where I am today. I believe that when people criticize you, you have to also look at them and where they are coming from. Why are they criticizing you? It's not always to do in the moment to understand their position, but in understanding their position, it's much easier to take the criticism. 
My own mother criticized my appearance, comparing me to other children, using my looks as a reason for why a friend might choose to be friends with someone else. Now I can see that her comments came from a place of insecurity in herself. But then and now it continues to put doubt in my mind about what people think when they see me. One of the most upsetting criticisms that I ever received was during a discussion with my father about going to university. How excited I was to go away. How excited I was to study pharmacy, a combination of all subjects that I loved. My father shocked me by criticizing my choice. He said he could not understand why I needed to do all that because I was just a girl and all I would end up doing is getting married and having children. And wasn't that just going to be a waste of the money that he was going to have to spend on my education? And in fact, at that time, he really did not have to spend much on my education because in England, it was actually free to go to university at that point. It was a criticism, but it was a revelation to me that he had such old fashioned ideas. I was so mortified to realize that he didn't really support me in the way that I was expecting. In reality, I now believe he was afraid, not for me, but he was afraid because I was leaving. He was a single parent. He, and the prospect of being alone was always terrifying for him. And that, that played out in the rest of his life where he continued to be attracted to what I would say unsuitable women and ended up always looking to never be alone. And I believe that that was probably the, the, the cause of his outburst. But at the time when I was 18, I was absolutely like, I don't know, pushed over by the criticism of wanting to go to university. Uh, but I went and he paid and, you know, and I went on and on. The defense of my PhD in 1984 was one of the most devastating experiences in my life. When you do a PhD, you um, are writing about your original research. And at the end of a PhD, you have to defend your research to an expert in your field. Now, normally, yeah, this is a challenge, but normally it ends up being a celebration of your work. It's an opportunity for you to shine. It's an opportunity for you to be proud in what you uh, have worked for three years. You work, you get research, you do a lot of research, you do um, experiments, you write them up. And in those days, guys, we were on a typewriter. So it was a long and arduous process. So um, I went to defend my um, the, my um, PhD, and you have what is called a viva. It's like a live 
exam of your of your theories. Unfortunately, my expert, who was a professor from another university, was very unkind. From the start of the Viva, it was clear that the Viva was all about him, about how good he was, about how clever he was, about how he could pick holes in every single thing that I was trying to defend. He criticized everything, even the title of my PhD. He challenged my theory extensively and was very confrontational. I was sure that I had failed. Not that you can fail because you've proved your, but it, it felt like I'd failed. And it was not a usual outcome from a PhD viva. I did not fail, I passed, but it was harrowing. The head of my pharmaceutical department, who was not my supervisor, but was present during the Viva, said it was the worst Viva he had ever attended. He had never seen a professor attack a student in that way. The criticism was very hard to take. And of course, I ended up in tears because <laughs> that's what I do when I feel over-criticized. But once again, I now understand that the problem was him. It wasn't me. My work was good. My def I defended it well. He just wanted to show that he was better than me. Maxwell tells us that it is important that we should listen to advice and take criticism from some people. And the people that we should take criticism from and heed the advice of are people who you are unconditionally loved by the one who criticizes you. That the criticism is by his or her personal agenda. That the person is not naturally critical of everything. That the person will continue giving support after giving advice that he or she has knowledge and success in the area of your criticism. So if I look at those three examples, you would think that I should be safe because hopefully my parents loved me unconditionally. And, you know, my prof who did the um, exam, he surely should have known more than I did because he was a professor in the field. But still, those three people, my mom, my dad, the professor, they all had their own personal agenda. And that is what made the criticisms unfair. Now, in my Tupperware career, I have found lots of criticism, and I'm sure a lot of you have. Like, why do you think you could do that? Who do you think you are to be a good at selling? And in one particular case, I was criticized for talking about Tupperware. I was part of a quilting group. We met every Wednesday, and I would talk about what I'd learned that week, not about the sales, not about anything to do with people buying it, but just how excited I was until I received a phone call from one of these so-called friends who said to me, we would prefer that you didn't talk about Tupperware. 
And I said, well, why? Everyone else talks about their jobs. Oh, we just don't want to hear about Tupperware. So you know what I did? I never went back to that group. I walked away. Their criticism, I knew, did not come from a place of love. Whether it came from a place of jealousy, I'm not sure. But I never went back to that group. And, you know, what about all the times you're in a party and you do your tougher story or I do it live on, on um, Zoom and I can see people saying in their heads, what a waste. She has a PhD and she's selling Tupperware. I mean, this is a constant criticism for people with higher education. And, you know, my answer, of course, and I come from a position of strength now, is nobody can ever take away your education and everything that you have learned in life is going to help you with whatever you do. Criticism about my leadership style, once again, I had to walk away. I, I was very upset by criticisms I received. And what I did was take the information and learn from it and learn to be a better leader. Uh, I, I had to learn to improve. You have to learn how to have better relationships with your team, trying always to be professional. And now I realize I need to act as a colleague, not as a friend. I've had many conversations with Maria over the years where she is giving advice. And sometimes it's hard to take. Sometimes you are defensive because you are being criticized for the way you're behaving. But one thing is sure and certain is that when I receive criticisms from Maria, I always take heed of the advice because Maria fits the category of a person who knows what they're talking about, who loves you unconditionally, who is talking from a position of strength. She fits the criteria of the people that I'm ready to hear criticism from. My husband is also in that category. Facing criticism is inevitable if you want to reach your dream. Athletes face it all the time. People who want to achieve great things face criticism. The, the important thing is if you want to climb Everest, you go girl. If you want to sail around the world, you do it. If you want to swim the English Channel, that's up to you. You don't listen to the people that say, are you ready yet? Don't you think that you're not the right person for this? If you have a dream, it is up to you to overcome the criticism. How much you want to fill your dream will determine how much criticism you can take. People who keep pursuing their dreams despite the criticism believe that there is more to life than meets the eye and they just keep going. So that is the end of my section. So <laughs> over to you, Mary Pierre. Thank you, Melanie. And just before I start with my part, you said that yes, your husband is someone that you accept criticism, of course. But uh, just before we start, uh, I was talking with Maria and she said, yes, of course, uh, my husband is someone that I want to accept the, uh, the critics that he, he has. But 
sometimes in different section area of the of your life maybe don't understand exactly what you are doing so just say okay okay thank you <laughs> so even if it's someone that yes fit all the criteria sometimes in one area of your life it's not the right person so yes you have to learn how to accept the criticism from people that yes you want to and you have to recognize what is a destructive criticism that you say no thank you but you have to do it gra graciously so i found for you <laughs> some step to accept criticism so when it's constructive and what to do when it's destructive criticism so let's start with a six-step process to handle when you have feedback that you want to accept so step number one is just stop your first reaction because yes, many of us will react with defensiveness and anger first. So just stop your first reaction. Just one second, you just stop the reaction in your uh, brain. It's, yes, maybe one second, you seem, it seems in, insignificant in real life, but it's ample time for your brain to process the situation. So at that moment, you can have a dismissive facial expression or reactive <laughs> quim and remind yourself to just stay calm. Step number two is remember the benefit of getting feedback. So now you have a few seconds to quickly remind yourself of the benefit of receiving constructive uh, criticism. So to improve your skill, to wor uh, work your product, to make sure that you work your relationship, to help you meet the expectation that you want for yourself and the one for others. And of course, the 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 one that you um will learn something new step number three now it's listen for others understanding so you've avoided now your typical reaction your brain is working and you recall all the benefits of feedback yes good high five now you're ready to engage in the productive dialogue uh, as your competent thoughtful self so as a person will share the feedback with you listen closely allow the person to share their complete thought without interruption. At this point, avoid analyzing or questioning the person's assessment. Instead, just focusing on the understand her, her or his comment and perspective. And give the benefit of the doubt here. It's difficult to give feedback to another person. So recognize that the person giving you feedback may be nervous to do it or may not express their idea perfectly. So just listen to understand. Number four, say thank you. Yes, this is a hard part, I know. <laughs> so look at the person in the eyes and thank them for sharing feedback with you. So expressing appreciation doesn't have to mean that you're agreeing with the assessment, but it does show that you're acknowledging the effort of that person that, that took the, uh, to evaluate you and share his or her thoughts. Step number five, ask question to deconstruct the feedback. So now it's time to process the feedback. So you'll probably want to get more clarity at this point and share your perspective. So avoid engaging in a debate. Instead, just ask questions to get to the root of the actual issue being raised and possible solution for addressing them. So seek specific example to help you understand the issue. So for example, if someone say, oh, I think you, uh, you talk a little bit rough to someone in the meeting. So, okay, I understand. 
who is it exactly during the meeting so you can really have the specific example after that acknowledge the feedback that is not discussed. okay i know that i do that perfect after that try to understand whether it's an is it's a light issue if it's just a mistake that you made once so if it's not something that you do usually but just that you made it once and look for a concrete solution to address the feedback so what can you do to make sure that yes you understand and you can correct it what the, the person just said to you and step number six is request time to follow up because by this point in this conversation you can agree on the issue you can maybe already say how you can manage that you found the solution you thank again the person for the feedback and maybe if it's just something small you can go on move on with your life but if it's a larger issue maybe you want to ask for a follow-up meeting to ask more questions and get the agreement on the next step and that's okay it will give you time to process the feedback maybe seek advice from others and think about other solutions so construct and constructive criticism is often the only way that we will learn about our weaknesses so without the, without them we can't improve so when we're defensive instead of accepting and graciously um, accept that we can run the risk of missing out on this important insight and then you have people that will give you destructive criticism so yes you will face times when people will give you this uh, criticism that you don't want and you really know that you don't want it <laughs> so of course it doesn't offer uh, hope or improvement and maybe it's just not accurate at all so how you can respond to destructive criticism there's six points that you can do it so number one is just be direct and address the issue it can be helpful to learn how to brush off the negative comments of people around you but sometimes it may be necessary to have a conversation with the person about their behavior especially if you notice that it is becoming a pattern so this conversation can be really challenging it's not comfortable and sometimes scary to tell someone that you feel disrespected by how they've spoken to you. So in the long run, this can help you create your space to feel safe and be able to thrive. Number two is recognize the context because people often criticize harshly because of other stresses in their own life. If you're close to this person, try asking them how they're doing is there another reason that they are lashing out so the cliche that hurt people hurt people may be true in that case so found out you can do this by being empathetic so this can help you understand that their criticism may be a part of a bigger stress or challenge they're experiencing so if the criticism comes from a stranger just keep walking and remember that their opinion of you is not important so let's do a simple exercise just think back on the last time someone was critical of you someone that you know that really will so take a moment to consider all the circumstances so was it close to a meal time could the person have been hungry hangry <laughs> did they just come out of a meeting that maybe have gone wrong could they have been going through uh, some challenging time 
with the, their family. So just think about it. Maybe you realize probably there was a context about the, uh, the critics that they just gave you. Number three is don't take it to the heart. So yes, this is easier said than done. <laughs> Otherwise, the sooner you learn to brush off destructive criticism, the sooner you can move on with your day and enjoy the good things in the world. Number four is brush it off with a laugh. So if someone is being critical of you and personally attacking you, deflect with a bit of humor. Make them laugh. <laughs> Number five, it's pep talk yourself. So as much as you might not want to admit it, science shows that negativity will affect you. So whether it's a sassy comment or unfair criticism, it's uh, important to recognize and replace it with something positive because research has found that people uh, do their best work when they receive 5.6 positive comment to every negative comment. So when you're on the receiving end of destructive criticism, give yourself a pep talk. So keep a note in your phone that you will fill with the things that you like about yourself. So if you are not with someone that can help you at that pep talk, you can do it by yourself. So uh, just to give you an idea of category that you can write in your phone, you can have minimum three to five things in all each of category. So your workplace accomplishment, your personal growth, about your personality, about how I show up and care for my loved one, my interests or my hobbies, obstacles I overcome, people who love me, cool things that I've done, your appearance, and use this trend to immunize yourself against negativity. And number six, it's avoid the destructively critical people. So sometimes you just have to minimize the time you spend around critical people. So destructive criticism can be an unnecessary drain on your energy. So depending on the relationship, you may be unable to avoid the critical individual entirely, but sometimes you can distance yourself from them in a way that will help your well-being. So even if you can't completely remove the individual from your life, brainstorm ways to minimize the amount of time that you will spend around them. So I really love this part about the criticism and I hope that now you can recognize when it's constructive and when it's destructive and how you can really react to that uh, feedback that you just received. Uh, I just want to uh, come in for two seconds because I'm thinking about the time when uh, Maria used to criticize all of us about our pets. Like, how could you possibly love an animal like that? How could you be sad when an animal dies? I mean, it's just an animal, okay? And if we'd all listened to her, maybe we would have been pet free, but all of us ignored her and look at what has happened. And um, I think that that is a perfect example of somebody criticizing you from a point of no knowledge. So um, with that, I think uh, we can say uh, goodbye and have a great day, everybody.